Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. Our main topic for this week, more listener questions, like how to stay motivated, confidence, and decorating your own home. such a pro i'm such, such a pro, a pro. <laughs> such a pro kevin hi I, uh what's up with the with the layout redesign your website month hmm? <laughs> it seemed like you were going somewhere for a second i gave up like halfway <laughs> like you know what no i'm not gonna do this let's just end it how's it going uh, i've been i've been super amazed uh, and like it just it just fills me with joy uh, to see everyone on Spectrum, um, adding in like sharing mockups, sharing ideas, sharing like mood boards and stuff. And um, we have already been paired. Is that right? Well, you know what? I'm gonna let you um, explain because you you're running this. You know this way better than I do. So how's it going? Can you give us a quick update on the thing? Yes. Uh- <laughs> So uh, our friend of the show, Ricardo, not the Ricardo that we talk about usually, but another, <laughs> and I'm forgetting the last name right here, so apologies, uh, and I don't have the document in front of my head, but uh, in front of my face, <laughs> from my head, that's weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're starting with, it's a great start. Anyways, yeah, this is a slow start for us. Um Anyway, so Ricardo made this uh, spreadsheet where uh, everyone put in their name and their Twitter. Uh, and basically what I did is I paired every no- everyone off together with someone else. And the idea there is that this week you should find some time uh, to either meet like through a Google Hangout or a, a Skype or a FaceTime or something like that, like some sort of video chat thing. So you can uh, show your work, get some feedback. And get to meet someone new. Uh, if you can't do the video thing, you can also do it like by text, either through uh, chat or I know lots of people put in some some Figma uh, links in there, which you can leave comments directly on the work, uh, which is really cool. So um, yeah, so people have been doing that. You, we've been paired. Um, I'm also part of the the groupings, and Rafa, you are too, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it'll be super exciting. I haven't uh, done my kind of sync up with uh, with Andy yet, so just the guy I'm paired up with. Um, but yeah, no, this is this is great. I'm I'm so like overjoyed by the response to all of this and seeing everyone's progress and how things have been evolving. Um, one thing though, I feel like I have to be honest about this. I feel like I haven't made as much progress as I wanted to this week. <laughs> Hey, you still have time to to pick up, uh, like to catch up, and, and you know, it's, we're still just starting, you know. I yeah, I know. Um, like day but <laughs> I feel like I'll uh, I'll be dedicating a lot more time this weekend uh, than I have the weekend before. Um, so, but yeah, like just wanted to say, if you feel like you're maybe a little bit later than like where you thought you would be at that stage, uh, you're not alone. Me too. <laughs> A month is surprisingly short um, to do these things. So um, hang in there. Keep working <laughs> at it. 
yeah. <laughs> you get there, and you have to ship something by the end of the month. So even if it's a landing page saying "new website coming," <laughs> website under construction. No, you know what? I won't allow that. No construction page is allowed. Just uh, you email, have to post something. Something email there. sign up for a newsletter to to be you know notified when the new site comes out. Yeah. By the way, real time follow up. Uh, the listener's last name is Ricardo uh, Giorato. This looks very Italian. Maybe it's not. So I apologize if I totally uh, missed the mark on the pronunciation department. Um, so Ricardo Giorato, uh, thanks so much for for the for the work. <laughs> and uh, I have been paired with uh, Dennis Jin. So I haven't got in touch still, uh, and I'm traveling. Like I fly back tomorrow um, or today when you're listening to this anyway i'm kind of busy but we'll make this happen so i'm going to get in touch uh through spectrum um so yeah get in there and if you're listening to this and you like what the hell are you talking about we are all redesigning our websites uh this month of july so if you if you want to get in go to spectrum.chat uh slash you know what we're going to put a link in this thing <laughs> um, we're going to put a link in the show notes that's There's a link in the show notes <laughs> Yeah, the song of URL. I yeah, I noticed like I had already started saying that, so I was like, "Too late, abort, abort." Uh, there's a link in the show notes, so whatever you're listening this uh, to, in what, um, <laughs> there's show notes somewhere. Find the link, you're gonna get there, or just go to Spectrum Touchhead and, and search for "Layout Redesign Your Website Month" trademark. All right, boom, boom. Okay, so that's it for the follow up. Uh, should we get to the main topic? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we uh, we wanna we wanna uh, pick up where we left off last week. Uh, there's still a bunch more uh, great questions from our listeners that we they're too good for us to just pass on and not talk about it. So without any uh, further stalling, <laughs> um, <laughs> we have this one question from listener Nicholas B Bichon Bichon Bichon. Um, <laughs> Hi Nicholas, I'm I'm pretty confident on yeah. the Nicholas part. <laughs> Bye, John. I'm I'm sure that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, so the question is like, how to stay motivated by working on a mature, enlarged project that you slowly improve bit by bit, you know, versus the excitement of working on a new project from scratch. Like, you know, he says new architecture, uh, new architecture, new tools. Like you can, you know, start from <laughs> scratch. And impact have an uh, impact on all the things. So, uh, Kevin, since you've been working at Shopify for, uh, you know, more than five years, right? Um, you probably have some, you have some ex- some experience on working on large projects, which me, on the other hand, I think it's the other way around. Like, I'm, I work in a very small, young, scrappy, and hungry startup. <laughs> I mean, so, how long have you been at Netlify for? Two years and something. Okay, that's like not a bad length of time, right? I know. This is the longest I've been at one job. <laughs> yeah. But like so I, double. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I mean, I think you also probably have some, some good experiences there. Um, yeah, so how do you stay motivated by working on a mature and large project? That's kind of an interesting question, right? Because I, I feel like I don't really see it this way. At least, and maybe that's just like the context of the stuff that we're doing um, on my team at Shopify. I work on the checkout team, um, but it's it, like I, f- I find that Shopify is like such a huge product 
that has so many areas to it that I don't feel like I've been working on the same project from the, since the beginning, like for five years. Like I don't, I really just don't think that's the case because um, some, like some days we're working on uh, functionality that's like um, SMS based and like to accelerate the purchase, like Shopify pay another day we'll be working on um, something like a, an order status page that lets users track their purchases in real time um another day we'll be working on like integrations with um like dynamic payment buttons and bring that right on the product page and use like algorithms to be able to figure out like predict what you're going to want to use so like i feel like a lot of the projects that we have are so different from one another even if it's within the checkout team even if it's within shopify that for me, I don't, I don't feel that sense of continuing to be w- working on the same thing over and over. That being said, like, I think I can, I can see ways in which like I've been working on in the same area for a long time. Um, and so there's, there's a few things that happen there. One, you start becoming a subject matter expert in that area uh, that is b- both exciting and also slightly terrifying <laughs> because um, <laughs> what you want and what I want personally is to always be getting better to always be learning new things uh, and to not stay stuck in my ways so that's a real danger when you're working on a on a team in a an area for such a long time is that you'll start basically like assuming that the way things have been done in the past have like we're definitely right so you want to keep doing the same things um and i think you really have to actively fight that and always try to rethink the problem with a fresh set of eyes um one thing that's cool at shopify is that we hire people so often uh that like (laughs) i always i always like book some some time with new hires to like just kind of get their thoughts on what our checkout is like how can it be improved and that kind of stuff like i want to stay really sharp on that front um but also i think for me it's never settling for what we have i always want to be making things better and like if you were to like ask anyone in the entire entire world like i think i'm the person who can be like the most critical of the work that we have done um so i know exactly where the pain point are and i actually find that cool to to get to do like a second shot at even something you've done before so say you're like redesigning a component you have like so much more context so much more experience you can do a much better job the second go at it um, so I actually think that there's something like really motivating about being able to go back and like sort of see, like understand how your design has evolved and where it needs to go. Um, I find that personally very motivating. I know some people though, like just, just want to do new things, like completely new and different things all the time. Um, and that's also fine too. Like, I think it's, you just have to figure out what works best for you and, if you find that working on the same pro- project or same area for a while just like doesn't motivate you, then go f- 
go find something new, right? Like I think it there's a lot of opportunities out there and even within the same company, like you can try a lot of different things if as long as your kind of leadership permits that. But um this is something that we definitely that we definitely enable for for the people that that work with us at Shopify. So um yeah. What do you think, Rafa? What makes me not worry too much about this is that I know that no matter what we do and how we work and the projects that we tackle, we're never happy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when I work at an agency, I get all sorts of new projects, like all the time, completely new, totally different. Um, and, uh, and like you work very fast on those projects and everything is new and then you ship it out and then you never see that again. And I'm like, you know what? I would like to, to, spend more time iterating our product and spend more time with one product so then go to a product company maybe we have a startup and we're like you work on everything you know like i really wish we had more time and more you know we're a bit more relaxed and we really had the resources to focus really well on just a small problem at a time and guess what when you're once you're in a big team and you get to do that you're like you know what i just wish that we could just do other stuff and like move a bit faster because it's so frustrating. Like we are never heavy. <laughs> and so just feel confident that you can move around. You can get a new job. You can try something different. And uh, to answer this question more specifically, I think how, and, and at least that's how I interpret what, what you're saying and what I see uh, is that the way very big, large companies try to minimize this is to, break break them break themselves into smaller teams smaller departments smaller things and then you know it is a smallish product in itself it's not like if kevin you had to work on the shopify you know like that is a <laughs> huge project it's like right. there's so much to do there's it's like there's so much responsibility it's so big that no you have to really you know divide and conquer and focus on like you're on the checkout, checkout team and like right now at netlify we don't have the size and scale to mm. to operate that we way we even so have like, a lot of sub teams within checkout <laughs> to be fair See, yeah, so exactly because that's how you have to do it that's how you yeah. can manage stuff because otherwise it would be unmanageable you can't you know you can't operate at that scale so like for me right now netlify i work on the product and the thing is like everything and heck do i wish i had like a dedicated product design team and an engineering team working on like be focused on an area of our maybe like the onboarding or maybe you know whatever that would be great. And that's why, as you tend to grow, that's why how you tend to operate. Like, you lean on that, like, be more focused. Um, but so, how you keep motivated, maybe you can switch teams if you if you work at a large company. Maybe you can, you know, switch to, uh, move to another team and, and try to tackle a di- different project uh, with a fresh, quote-unquote, uh, pair of eyes, right? Um, you can always... <laughs> quit your job and move to a new job and like <laughs> work at a different sized company and see how it's like uh i guess you will only know what's the the best uh environment for you once you try it right mm-hmm. um and, and one thing i'd say is like if you are feeling kind of bored of what you're working on don't wait until you're like i cannot take this anymore like start having conversations with like the people on your team like your lead or something like that and talk about it because sometimes it might be the environment. Sometimes like there might be things that they can do to kind of switch things up for you. So like, I really want to emphasize that, that like you do not have to quit your company to sort of work on something different. Um, it's, it's something that you can, you can figure out. All right. Well, uh, thanks Nicholas. 
Thanks for the question. This is great. Um, yeah, really good question. Should we move on to the next one? Let's do it. The next one comes from listener Shelly. Shelly Tran. She's a friend. I mean, I know she's very much your friend. I feel like she's my friend. I don't know. I know. <laughs> Hi, Shelly. She's um, all of her friends. I was uh, <laughs> spent the evening with her uh, last night. Nice. Nice. So, yeah, so did you answer the question already? I hope you didn't. No, I didn't. No spoilers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she asked, Comment se faire confiance? Oh, I'm just kidding. I don't, I'm not even going to try. You were so good. You were so good. For Comment se faire confiance quand tu dois travailler ma... Oh, this is a tricky one. Ma... I'm not going to... No, you know what? I'm not going to try. I, I feel like I'm going <laughs> to offend someone if I keep going. <laughs> anyway, she asked this question in French. Here, Kevin, before you actually you know, tell us uh, what this means um, for non-French speakers. Uh, I think this question is, how do you to meaning me and you, uh, how do you work, uh, you know, basically using your second language, so not our own native language, and if if we feel like sometimes we are misunderstood and there's some things lost in translation, I don't know. Is that, am I close? Yeah, no, that that's exactly it. Boom, nailed it. Yeah. Um, so I'm a francophone. So my primary language is French. And uh, you, Rafa, your uh, primary language is Portuguese. Uh, and both of us work, I'd say for me, it's like about like 75%. Um, but for you, I'm assuming it's probably 100% of the time mm-hmm. in English, right? Yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'd say that comes with a lot of challenges, um, but it's also not as bad as it sounds. Um, so just to give a little bit more context as to like where I started, um, when I joined Shopify, I had had you know the normal sort of classes that you get in school um, to learn English and. Um, at that point, like I was, I could understand English very well. I obviously like have learned to code, like I've been following and reading lots of books and stuff like that and watching media in English. I was listening to lots of podcasts too. So um, English was very much a part of my life. Like I was even tweeting in English and writing in English. Uh, that's always been a thing that I knew I wanted because um, for me, English just brings access to a much broader set of people and knowledge and it's easier to get understood. Um, but my spoken English was very much not at that level. <laughs> I would just never actually have conversations in English because I had no friends who were Anglophones and I didn't really have a reason to, <laughs> to speak English. Um, so that was very tricky. Like I, I'm, I was really surprised that I even got the job because I had to interview in English, and I've always felt that if you compared me, um, who is not a native English speaker, with someone who is, then that person can certainly express themselves a lot better than I could at the time. But that's that's just speaks to how good the interview process is at Shopify. That things like that are not held against you that like they're able to look past sometimes like a little bit of a language barrier um, to go find someone who will really be a good fit. 
Um, so yeah, I got hired and, um, it was really interesting, like all of a sudden being in that environment with people who spoke English only. Um, so I kind of had to figure it out. Like, I think for me, the secret was to have an open mind and I was already like, it, I knew it was something that I wanted to do and I've always cared a lot, um, about like trying to get things right. Um, but I'd say like one of my primary challenges was, uh, whenever I would be in meetings, everything would be going so fast and it would always take me like two or three seconds more before I would say anything to kind of basically what I would do is I would think of what I want to say in French, then translate it in English in my head before I can start saying it. Uh, mm-hmm. And sometimes there'd be some words that I didn't know about or that there's I was some like lag looking there. for. There is a lot of lag. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, but that, that meant that by the time I figured out what I wanted to say for about a thing, the conversation had already moved on. <laughs> so it was very quiet for a while, <laughs> basically. Um, but I, despite that, like I still tried to practice as much as possible and, the people on the team were extremely nice about it and like would put up with me often like getting things wrong or they would like make the point of kind of taking pauses sometimes and like asking me like, Hey, is there anything like you'd like to add or what do you think about this? So bringing me into the conversations, um, I've never really had, uh, misunderstandings. Did you hear that? Yeah, was that was a dog? Siri just started playing music. Oh. On my home pod. Well that is weird. Yeah. Uh wait, let me turn that off. Not creepy. Okay. It's playing Time by Pink Floyd. Well, that's a good Why taste. That? I guess. I don't know whether it heard. Um So yeah, no big misunderstandings. Um but I felt like I couldn't express myself to the full extent uh and i was like not funny and not fully me um but one thing that's cool is like without noticing it i started improving a lot a lot a lot and just by practicing but you have to force yourself but yeah you have to to force yourself to speak and you know and i would basically speak english like as much as possible And even with sometimes with people that are francophone, like I would still try to keep being in English. And (laughs) like, that's true because a lot of technical things that you want to talk about are actually easier to talk about in English. Because like, if you're going to talk about like developer things, then there's just like no word, no translated uh, word in French to be able to talk about the same thing. So it would be like, either we have the conversation in French, but have to switch to English all the time for specific words or terms, or just have the conversation in English, which we would eventually end up doing. Um, so what's cool is that today I meet new people in the office and they might like either they speak French or they speak English. Uh, and people often think that I'm Anglophone that like English is my first language, which is awesome. Um, and I don't, like that being said like i don't feel like my english is perfect and i apologize i know i say like a lot and i do ums and i do all of that stuff and that's partly because 
English is still my, my second language and I'm getting better at it all the time. So, yeah. What about you, Rafa? I feel like you're, you're really good in English. Like, you're funny, you're, you're you. Like, I mean, and maybe this is because I've only n known you in English, but I, I don't know. I feel like you're, you're pretty comfortable. Um, like, no, <laughs> I'm very self, like, uh, I'm very much aware and self-conscious about my English. Um, but I think this is, this can be very interesting for, for just English native speakers, how to understand a little bit better, like us foreigners and like uh, using English as a second language, because it's not just, oh, they don't know how to say this word or, oh, they have a funny accent. Um, Like there's a lot here. So just to give some context, like I've been, you know, consuming media in English since forever. And then, um, on my first job, it was at this w co-working space in where there was a lot of, of, uh, people from like different nationalities, different countries. And so a lot of times it would default to English. Um, mm -hmm. and so, see, I just said English in a different, in a weird accent. I, I get those slips. Um, and then at my, my second job, like even though, probably 80% of us were Portuguese. There was like some people like that. We had someone from France and we had someone from Russia. And so, and so we couldn't just alienate them and just talk in Portuguese. So we would always default every official, uh, you know, communication would be held in English. So we used English a lot. And that's also when I started using the podcast and that forced me to also speak more English. And as you noticed how I've been saying English wrong now, Uh, like sounds off um Don't as, you mentioned, it. as you mentioned the like when you 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 would think in french in your case and then try to translate that in your head and then you know say it back if if that's how you think that's really hard and it's like in the beginning that's how you do yeah. it and it's very hard it gets way easier when you you when you default to thinking in english and that's how yes. you have to do it uh and that's you'll just You just have to practice and just like think in English and yeah, you'll get there. Uh, and I assume this works the other way around. If you're English native and you want to learn another language, like same, it goes both ways. But uh, there's just another thing that I, I feel like we should all be aware and, and mindful that when you are speaking a second language, um, like because language is not going to come out perfectly. It's gonna, like I mentioned, some words are gonna sound off, or you don't even know. Like your vocabulary usually is very, it's way more limited, right? So I can't mm -hmm. afford to use fancy words because I never heard them in my life or whatever. Uh, for me, it's like there are domains in the language that I just, I fail. I, I don't know. Like when I'm talking about ingredients and cooking, I, oh yeah, I'm terrible. I have no idea. I have no vocabulary, so I dabble a lot. I have no idea what I'm saying. Um, yeah, same. And when you have like a funny accent, because some languages, actually, I'm rather, I'm kind of lucky because Portuguese, I don't know, I feel like it's not that hard for us to speak English as a language, but some, like some other language are going to have a very hard time speaking English and getting some of the sounds right, just because they are so different from what they are used to and trained. Um, but this can be very, this can be a very tricky thing for people um, because like, I feel like we humans just tend to see if someone is struggling with speech, you tend to default, like you treat them as like not as smart, not as intelligent. Why? Because babies don't know how to speak. You know, <laughs> you should know how to speak. So 
maybe some some people like if you see that you're a foreigner if you have a funny accent they'll just like i don't know just set expectations in some like i don't know if you felt this way no maybe not for us at work definitely not at work but like i feel like it's something that we are self-aware like i try really hard not to have a thick accent because i don't want when i'm communicating when i'm talking to someone i don't want my accent or you know my that funny word that i said or i don't want me struggling with language to be a thing that they're going to focus on i want them to focus on what i'm saying not how i'm saying it yeah so i try really hard to you know get my english in check and make sure that it's not a distraction especially if you have a podcast and literally that's all like that's all the exposure you know that people have to you like people who listen to this show my voice is the only thing that they you know unless we met in real life but like that's all they have right and so i can't compensate with other things um like you know like <laughs> visual aid of any sort i can gesture my way through it um and one last thing that i want to mention is that uh keep also you know keep in mind that um you mentioned like oh i'm funny and so i seem confident enough is that when you are struggling with a language things like being funny things like you know irony and sarcasm or things like all of that stuff is like added on top so if you're struggling with the base i'm not going to be i'm not going to try to be funny in english if i'm not comfortable with english i'm not going to try to like you know make a joke and because people won't I get it. I have this one very, like, my go-to episode that I always tell is that I'm a big fan of 30 Rock, the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's this, like, Tina Fey has a bunch of great quotes. And one of them is, like, she says, I want to go to there. Like, if this amazing place, like, oh, I want to go to there. It's funny because it's, it's not how you say it. Or, like, um, like, oh, don't be cry. That's funny. That's so funny because she's awkward and someone is crying. Like, don't, she was, don't be sad and don't cry. Don't be cry. It's funny. Guess what? If I say that joke, if I, you know, drop that quote, instead of people saying, like, ha, 30 Rock, I get the reference. No, they're going to say, like, oh, he's foreigner. He's messed that up. That's not how you say it, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I can't even tell those jokes because people just assume that I, you know, I, I misspoke. Right. So and another problem, too, is that you need good timing for a lot of jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is very tricky to get when you're on a little bit of a delay because of language barrier. <laughs> right. So yeah, True. that's uh, that's a struggle. So I know we went a little bit, you know, of course. Um, so, but Shelly, 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 Shelly. Um, it's it can be awkward. It can be challenging. Um, but the only way that I get through it is to just keep practicing. And for me, and apparently, like. From us personally, I don't think I've ever, like, language was not a hard stop. Like, I never, I was never in a situation where I couldn't communicate or, you know, understand Mm. what someone was saying and, like, got stuck. We always find our way around it and we get through it. Um, But just, I know it's hard. I know you're going to be very self-conscious, especially in the beginning. Uh, Like, when I am tired, my English, like, drops in quality. <laughs> like when I was jet lagged, and I know, and then, it's like, and then I know that my English is not coming out great, and I'm like, I know that I sound weird, and then I get more nervous, so I'm gonna sound weirder. Right? It's, it's tricky. But the more you just, think about it, the worse it gets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's very true. 
So it's just like it's life. You just have to just push it, just push it through, and with time, that will eventually stop being a thing that I have to worry about. But yeah, like I I deal with this. I struggle with this. It's a thing. How did you like? Did you feel like you had to get over the sort of shyness or the the fear that people would kind of make fun of you if like you're doing like saying something wrong or something like that? Like still today, in the company of friends, uh, in like in my uh, coworkers, you know, like I don't, I never feel, I never feel like they're gonna make fun of me or they're gonna like you know mock me or call me out. But uh, still today, like I know that sometimes, like they'll know, they'll notice, and and they'll <laughs> be too nice to call me out. And I'm like, no, please call me out because I have to learn. And I'm aware that there are certain sounds that I say funny, but call me out. But so I was never concerned. I was never afraid that they would mock me, but I'm still today super self-aware that they'll know. And I don't want, again, like I mentioned, I don't want that to be a thing that I have to worry about. I want to eliminate that from mm -hmm. communication in general. Yeah. That, I mean, that was a, a bit of a fear that I had at first. But as soon as I started um, speaking English, I, my my experience is that everyone is just so like happy that you're trying. Yeah, that they're they're going to be willing to look past many 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 mistakes, um, and a lot of the times they wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable speaking another language than their own. So. Oh, yeah. They really respect <laughs> you trying. So, and no matter yeah. how think, no matter how bad you think your English is, I assure you it's not that bad. Like, right? People t say to me like, oh, "Like your English is perfect." Like you, Kevin, you're like you seem very confident, sound great, and I'm, I, I know that I don't. But it's like, I guess <laughs> it's not as bad for other people as make it, it is you make it. to you. <laughs> I know. I remember my the first time I. I landed in San Francisco like I was you know this a couple of years back uh, and I was very nervous about you know because it's one thing to talk in a podcast or talk uh, with your team members or whatever it's another to live like every day-to-day -day interaction is going to be in English and I'm going to have to live in mm -hmm. English and I remember I got into a lift and like the driver had a way thicker accent like <laughs> than me you know and I'm like well you know what there's people from all over the world like in the city and in a lot of places it's who cares it's fine like it's no one is gonna you know <laughs> it's not a problem it's fine just it's okay it's okay <laughs> <laughs> I like that that's how we should end every advice that we give it's gonna be okay it's okay it's gonna be it's okay. okay it's gonna be okay <laughs> All right, last question of the day comes from listener Quito. Um, I still, I hope this is how I've been pronouncing your name, Quito, Quito. I don't know, um, but it's good to see you back, uh, see you again, uh, back again. Um, <laughs> um, is that a reference? Reference uh, knowledge. No, almost, yeah, close. Um, and so he reached out to you on Instagram, out of all places. Kevin, you want to read his question? Yes, of course. Um, why do you say Instagram of all places? That's like a perfectly acceptable place to reach out to people. Sure. I'm growing my brand, okay? Do we <laughs> still, Do we have a should we have a layout? Still not at ten K followers, by the way. Um so I know I don't know what everyone's waiting for. But 
but people can't uh, swipe up. Still, still need those, those followers so I can swipe up. Uh, anyways, swipe me. I'm up just, I'm just saying this uh, for fun. By the way, I'm not actually. Uh, I don't care that much. Um, sure. So, <laughs> okay, so uh, Kuto says, "I would love to listen to an episode on layout about how you and Rafa decorate your houses." I don't know what to hang on the walls, pictures, illustrations, etc., or if I should paint the walls. I can't really play that much with mobile, um, so I'm not exactly sure what he means there, but maybe a typo. Uh, because I live in a studio apartment, but I wanted to reflect more of my personality. So, uh, Rafa, why don't why don't you start? <laughs> I can start since mine is going to be very boring. My answer. Um, I I I don't I don't. I don't invest in decorating my home. Um, uh, I can't explain really why. It's like first I'm on I'm renting this house. Um, second, I uh, ever since I moved there, I know it would be temporary. Uh, so I can't like I can't really paint the walls without you know talking to my. Actually, I don't I don't think I, I can do that. So I never really invested in my home like design wise, <laughs> and also. Most of the furniture and all that we got, like when we moved to Lisbon, it was like handed over from parents and family members that had like a couple extra things and we were, you know, we were completely broke so we could take anything we could, you know, anything people would give us. So it was always very like Frankenstein-y, like, oh, you know, (laughs) this one table from this one set and this one shelf that someone had, you know, sitting there so it's not great. I'm not proud of how it looks, uh, but I also don't care enough given our our circumstances. I don't care enough to invest in it because honestly, we're going to move recently, uh, you know, in 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 the near future, so all of that would be, you know, thrown away. So, but Kevin, you I wait, 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 every time wait. I'm not going to let you go off that easy. Um so <laughs> you <laughs> you're planning on moving soon. Is this a thing that you can see yourself caring about or or not because it, it's also completely fine to not care about that i think <laughs> like is that something that you're planning for or something that you're kind of gonna figure out while you're there or that maybe you're just like eh, i i, that's, I think doesn't so. matter to me i think so i'm one of those people that i i like the how romantic it sounds like oh we would we lived for three months with just this one rug like a Steve Jobs, you know, because we need to find a. I, I like how that sounds. Uh, so that's something that is appealing to me. Uh, but truth to be told, like I, I live with my fiance, and she, she cares that things look nice and are good. But like, she's not gonna not have a couch for a month because we we have to find the perfect one, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's a compromise, you know. We have to. It's not just my home, so. Yeah, but that's something I I would like to invest one day. So. So anyway, uh, I'm done. <laughs> Kevin, cool. You every time you post a picture of your apartment, honestly, uh, it looks it looks it looks perfect. Um, Thank you. Every single piece of furniture and how everything is laid out, and even like the 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 I can't even call it a vase, but where you have that one plant. Uh, floating in the air whatever everything is like everything <laughs> looks so sharp and on point um that i i like i love your every time you post a picture of, the, of your apartment so i guess you are the person that quido wants to 
hear from. <laughs> so how do you do it? <laughs> Thanks. Um, yeah, I mean, how you do it is actually like a difficult question to answer. Um, I think the first step is, is <laughs> the first step is like caring, I think, <laughs> which is like, again, no ju- judgment from my part. Like some people care about other things that I don't care about. Um, so, but f- for me, it was always something that was really important to me. I really believe that the, the environment you're in really influences how you behave in that environment. Um, and for me, it was also something that like makes me excited about like when I moved, like part of the ex- excitement of doing that, because moving sucks, like, but part of the excitement of saying like, hey, I, I get to go to a new place is getting to like think about how I want to design my space. Um, and hopefully I want my apartment to represent me and who I am so that when people come over, it's like, it's an extension of me. That's kind of how I see it. Um, now, how do you do it? I mean, I think it's not very different from any other design process. Um, you just start out thinking about kind of your goals, your objectives. So like, do you want to create something that's very comfortable, that's optimized for like receiving a lot of people? Or do you want something that's um, maybe a little bit more classy and like focused on the stuff that you care about doing? Um, so think about your needs first. So do you need like a desk so that you can work on? Uh, do you need uh, shelves? Like if you read a lot of books, like you should probably have a bookshelf. Um, things like that. Like plan out the stuff that you need. Um, and then I'd say the second step is just looking at a lot of stuff. Like most of the time when I get into a new field or a new type of design that I haven't done a lot, um, for me, it's I need to train my eye first to know what's good and and what do I like. So the way you do that can be is like basically up to you. Um, some things that I would recommend for me, like big ones are like Instagram accounts. There's lots of accounts that I follow that I think like showcase really interesting interior design. Um, and there's also, there's always Pinterest. I'd say like a, a top tip. If you, if you want to uh, get something that is very trendy right now, um, just type anything and then add Scandinavian at the end. <laughs> You'll get something that looks nice. Um, Scandinavian's very in style right now. Um, but yeah, so you can do some searches and like look through a lot of different options and that's just to kind of uh, f- like get an opinion on what you like and then once you have that then i'd say like the shopping kind of begins um so it's about like going to a lot of stores trying to see what would fit what makes sense the big pieces are the trickier ones because you have to order them like a couple months ahead of time and typically you can't really return them or can't return them easily. So these ones you want to like really make sure you spend the time to think about and get something that's going to be right. Um, but then for anything else, 
what I tend to do because I feel like this huge pressure every time I like need to buy something that like oh but what if I don't like it or what what if it doesn't fit because you're like trying to buy lots of different things and you're hoping that in the end when you mix everything together it's gonna turn out great but you, but you can't know before you do it uh it's just look for things that you can return easily um so my philosophy for most things i'd say that i buy is just buy it and return it if it doesn't work <laughs> um so i will typically like buy lots of things uh bring it home try it in the environment like see how things fit in together and then return what doesn't fit um and most of the times like no question asked like you just bring it back to the store and it's fine um so i'd say that's a really good technique um in terms of painting i also can't paint in my apartment um so all the walls are white um which i'd say it's, is fine for me because that's mostly what i like um i would have loved to kind of play with a few more like having like maybe a, a wall that's like darker or something like that to kind of bring in a bit more contrast uh but what that means is because so much of my apartment is white i want to play with a lot of art and have like lots of different things on the walls to kind of bring in some life because otherwise it gets very boring um And then my last little thing um, would be um, like you should keep your space constantly evolving. So like don't see this as like a, a process that you're going to go through with a beginning and an end. Like I'm always like looking at like little things I could ha add here and there like new plants or um this new piece of art like is like just really cool so i'm like gonna buy it like i move stuff around and i change stuff a lot um i also made my own posters that i have on my wall um and i have a couple sets and i just like rotate them um and like that's something that basically any designer can do right like it, basically what i did is i took the the dimensions and their ikea frames Um, and I created some designs that I liked and you just go to like staples <laughs> and have them printed pretty cheap. Um, and you just frame them. And then when you're bored, you just make a new set, like right, like open sketch, <laughs> change the design and then go print them again. And then I can keep all of the different sets and rotate them around as my kind of mood changes and my taste change as well. Um, nice. So, yeah, I've also worked with a lot of, like, custom pieces. So, for example, my uh, tab kitchen table, my bookshelf, um, and my living room table, um, I knew precisely what I wanted, but I couldn't find it in the store. So, I just made it. <laughs> um, I'm lucky enough that my dad is, like, really good uh, at making things, so he can show me a lot of of how that stuff works but um so that might may or may not be uh an option for you but maybe you do know someone who like has some good skills to be able to build stuff like uh i mean like sam right like <laughs> rafa you're staying with sam um yep. he's like super awesome at like building stuff all the time so um finding like these people in your life who can kind of help you out um and like when you do that then there's not only you get what you want and you learn new skills but there's also like um 
an emotional attachment, I guess, to the things you have. Yeah, for sure. That it's that it's not only like a bookshelf, but it's it's like it's your work. Like it's, it's just there's something really fun about that. Like about your space being really personalized to who you are. So, um, yeah, that would basically be like my tips for how I do it. I'd say like keep trying out new ideas and like just just go for it like i think the secret is just you have to start somewhere uh and then just build on top of that over time hashtag goals all right well thanks guido for the for the question and uh before we go uh we have to wrap this up and get on recommendations um kevin i have to apologize I haven't watched solo so disappointed so, i tried so i even talked to listener kevin gutowski and all and we were planning i i was planning i took like an evening mm-hmm. out to watch mm-hmm. it but guess what guess what it's not mm-hmm. on like all the main theaters in san francisco i only had one showing in this one amc somewhere like not downtown like away and it was at 10 p.m which means i would probably like get back home like midnight or even late that's what so, happens when you go don't go see movies as soon as they come out so i guess i'll wait for the <laughs> itunes release i'm actually excited oh, about this no. oh my god uh, but you can talk can't about believe it, it. You want. can't believe it uh well if we're short Sorry. on time now maybe i can talk about it next week um okay well but then anyway i'm sorry um recommendations hope you feel bad <laughs> like just just think about all of the listeners who did manage to do their homeworks and you can't even do it just i am think about s- it. i am so sorry <laughs> no I i'm just all right <laughs> so how does uh how does the the spec network not have a bell i know they they are like, very you know yeah they're just slacking off here can't company expense um Wait, here. That was terrible. <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay. Uh, recommendations. I haven't watched Solo, but I have watched this other movie that I am recommending now. It's the Ant-Man and the Wasp. My God. Or Ant-Man 2 or whatever. I watched it with uh, Sam and Brent uh, this other day at um, the Metreon and 3D. Go figure. Um, I still hate it, but, you know. And uh, guess what? Um, to no surprise to anyone, this is a very enjoyable, entertaining movie just like in, in line with the original ant-man kevin don't even get started okay with the <laughs> marvel movies this we can just, just we can just edit in the clip of me <laughs> when i saw that you put it in the show notes <sighs> i don't know what to say man this is like the i don't know i've never seen this movie and i don't want to see it it's just it's just everything about it sounds bad it's like we don't we don't need we don't need ant-man we don't need you like why do you exist i don't get it anyways um it's probably probably the only marvel movie that is like a comedy (laughs) primarily not necessarily an action movie paul rudd is brilliant it's like it doesn't take itself very seriously uh at all um by the way the whole movie takes place in san francisco which is you know different and uh new and so there was a sales force and there was like all, I mean, I was in San Francisco watching that movie. So it was like, great. Like, ha, huh, that's just around the corner. And like, ha, huh, that's where Brian lives. Um, so 
<laughs> it was great. It was a very entertaining movie. It's, so if you liked the the first Ant Man, uh, this you know we won't be disappointed by this one. It's great. So, what is your recommendation, Kevin? All right. So my recommendation this week is the Tooth Fairy. Cool. So that's it, that's it for this week's episode. Um, so no, no, no. I'm gonna explain it. So um, the Tooth Fairy is um, someone, a fairy that like when you lose a, a, a tooth, she comes to your house, she picks up the tooth, and gives you some money. No, just kidding. Um, so Tooth Fairy is this app for macOS, um, and what it does is it puts a little icon in your menu bar. Um, in my case, it puts a little uh, AirPod icon in the menu bar. And what you do is extremely simple. Like, I love how simple this app is. What happens is you put your AirPods in your ears and you just click the icon. And that's it. It connects your, your AirPods. Done. Like, it makes things so much faster and easier to switch back and forth between your phone and your Mac with your AirPods. Like I always found like the Bluetooth menu to be like fiddly and you're like clicking and then you're waiting and then you're not sure if it's on or not. Um, The icon like changes its state. It's hollow when it's not connected and it's filled when it is. This is just like such a great app. It is like one of these things that, you don't fully realize that this is a problem you have until you get this app and you're like, this is a game changer. So if you have AirPods and you use them with your Mac, this app is a must have. Um, and yeah, it's a pretty good, uh, pretty good pun with the name of the app, Bluetooth Fairy. So Tooth Fairy. Interesting. It's two ninety nine in the Mac App Store. I just okay, I just bought it like right now. Yeah, it's really worth it. But I didn't know like so. What I do is. You know, uh, uh, option click on the sound menu bar and select AirPods. Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> that's not good enough. <laughs> okay, okay well, I bought it. Uh, let's let's give it a shot. Yeah, um, yeah, I like give it a try. You you will thank me. Cool. Well, I preemptively thank you. Thank. <laughs> All right. So I want to okay. also thank everyone that. Stick around until the end of the show. So exciting. Look at this. It's all like an exclusive club. Everyone who stayed until the end. Uh, if you want to talk to us and um, discuss, you know, share your recommendations uh, or, uh, you know, get in the layout, redesign your website month, you can do so by visiting spectrum.chat slash specfm slash layout or click on the, sh- you know, there's always links in the show notes. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at LayoutFM. And if you want to follow us individually, I am at Rafa Hari. Kevin is at Vernal Kick. Um, if you want to sponsor anything on this show, that is a thing that you can do. So you have, if you have like a, pl- a product you're launching or if your team is hiring or whatever you want to put in front of designers, you can reach out uh, and do all that uh, through our website, which is layout.fm. Um, and lastly, this, is the, this show is part of SpecFM Network. So if you're looking for more shows to listen to, uh, you can you can do so by visiting them at spec.fm and uh, with this Rafa signing out
really long <laughs> flight tomorrow. I am not looking forward to it. Really? How long is it? Too long. It's not just the. F- it's it's like Good answer. It's, it's like a sixteen hour trip, but then oh, add God. eight hours of time zone or nine. It's like uh, my flight is at noon tomorrow, Thursday, and I land Friday early in the morning. It's it's weird. It's, it's uh, it messes me up every time. I have to go there right east. It's so I'm not looking forward to that. But um, anyway, what you're gonna do, right? Damn. Okay, I'm gonna stop this recording. I think I just clicked the stop recording button.